It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Oh boy, 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 oh boy. The magic schedule is here and we have some thoughts. Lots of thoughts, some bad thoughts, some good thoughts. 80 games, there's two more that you've got to be scheduled. On the way, it's time for a schedule release edition of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. are indeed locked on magic today is the evening of august 17th 2023 this will be the august 18th 2023 episode of locked on magic my name is philip rossmanreich i'm the expert and site editor over at orlando magic daily.com you can, you can of course find me on twitter at philip rr underscore omd on today's episode of locked on magic the schedule is here. The Orlando Magic have released, or the NBA has released, its 2023-2024 schedule. We are going to go through every game, at least mentioning them. We're not going to go through every game. That, 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 that take forever, and it's going to take forever anyway. But we're going to go through all the highlights of the Orlando Magic schedule, plus the fun tidbits and interesting factoids that I found while I was making my first run through the schedule. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Okay. I'm going to pause here. We'll do an introduction to the schedule. Um, uh, just to kind of give you the, the basics of what we're dealing with here, of course, and, and, and some of the little quirks that, 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 that are mentioned before we get into the entire schedule. So what I want you to do, load up your calendar app, get your phone out with your calendar, get your little calendar book, have it all ready to write things down. Uh, right. Once I'm done with this episode of Lockdown Magic, I'm actually going to be doing that on my calendar app as well, um, because we have our lives planned now for the next eight months, whatever it is, uh, from from October until June, I said May, but June, um, we now know what our lives are going to be like and, and what is going to be in our everyday day-to-day lives here uh, as we get as we get ready for uh, for the season. And of course, we're very, very excited for the season. It is a, it is a season, like I said la- yesterday, a season where the Magic have to prove themselves. Um, just the basics, you know, we will get to this game a little bit later on. Orlando has Officially five national TV games, four on NBA TV that do not count, and one on TNT that does count. The Orlando Magic will face the Oklahoma City Thunder in February, right before the NBA All-Star break uh, at the Amway Center. Uh, We'll talk more about that game coming up in in a bit. Um, According to some early stats, the Orlando Magic had the eighth toughest schedule in the league, but they have the second easiest schedule after the All-Star break. This, This schedule... Very road heavy on the front end. We will talk about that in a moment. 
very home heavy on the back end. I would also note that after a few years where the Magic got away with uh, 12 or 13 back-to-backs, they have 15 back-to-backs in this schedule. A lot of it, again, before the All-Star break. I believe Orlando only has two back-to-backs after the All-Star break. They have just one road trip of more than three games after the All-Star break, and that's actually uh, the uh, right before the end of the season. They have one home game at the end of the season following a three-game road trip. I believe that road trip is at Houston, at Milwaukee, at Philadelphia, and that Houston to Milwaukee back-to-back is just... <clears throat> and, and honestly, like... That's kind of my initial reaction to this schedule. Um, look, we don't know what parts of this schedule are going to be tough and what parts are going to be easy. We can look at it and say, well, this group of teams were in the playoffs last year. Those should be good teams again, and that'll be tough. Um, but, you know, a lot of teams are probably looking at the Magic saying, okay, that should be a win because the Magic were what they were last year. And we all think that the Magic will be a playoff team or will be a postseason capable team. Uh, and so we don't know. What I do know is, and again, we will get to the individual games here in a second. What I do know is, I, I do think this schedule is not set up for the Magic to make that run to the sixth seed or to the four seed or, or to really take a gigantic leap. Um, just looking initially at the schedule and looking initially at the challenges that the season that the season is going to present, it really feels like this is a schedule that's going to really test this young team hard at the beginning. It might be a place where the Magic struggle a little bit out of the gate as much as – we'll get to the in-season tournament here in a minute too, but as much as I'm really invested in the in-season tournament, I, I am not optimistic with the way the schedule sets up and the momentum that the Magic might be building that the Magic will be in a very good place for the in-season tournament to kind of get the most out of that experience. Uh, I will say, though, I do like the Magic's in-season tournament schedule, um, both the games that actually count to the in-season tournament and the two games in between those games – um, because I do think that they will give this team really fun challenges to stay focused and attentive uh, and to play their best basketball during the in-season tournament. It's, it's all contradictory at this point. Um, this is a schedule, though, that does set the Magic up to make a big run at the end. To me, the goal for the Magic, especially early on in the season, the first quarter of the season, is to keep their head above water. If the Magic are able to stay in the play-in chase, if the Magic are able to kind of stay within striking distance or be in a play-in spot, which they are very capable of doing, by the time they get to March, they're going to be in a great spot to make a run. They have an eight-game homestand. They spend 16 days in Orlando in March. 11 of their 15 games in March are at the Amway Center, if I'm not mistaken, if I counted correctly. Maybe I don't know how to count, but that's possible. That they have a very home-heavy back half of their schedule. And that, if uh, things go correctly, and the Magic struggled a little bit at home last year, um, if that if all things go correctly, that means the Magic should be able to make a run. And that could be a run to get themselves into the play-in tournament. That could be a run to climb a, a, a spot up or a seed line up to go from play-in tournament to six seed or from the 9-10 game to the 7-8 game in the play-in tournament. They have every opportunity to build momentum and get to the end of the season. Look, every team is going to have some complaint about their schedule. There are going to be hard parts that just on this on paper just look difficult. Uh, and I would say that for a young team, I would prefer those more difficult parts to come in the middle or toward the end, um, just so the team can build some confidence. This Magic team is going to have to deal with some very difficult parts of their schedule early on in the season. The good news is, 
Their West Coast trips are done by January, which is typical. The good news is they get the Lakers early when the Lakers might be easing into the season. The good news is they pretty much the good news is that they have some easier teams on that homestand in March to build some momentum. Uh, or at least on paper, easier team. I don't want to say they're easier because uh, in the Eastern Conference, I think every team should believe that they can make the play-in tournament except for maybe Detroit. Um, but Kate Cunningham's really good, so maybe they maybe they can. Um, this is a challenge, no doubt. Uh, and just looking at it, looking dauntingly at what's ahead for the Orlando Magic, um, it's going to be it's going to be a fun season because you know at the end of the day, I think what the Magic have to do is take care of themselves. If the Magic do what they need to do, improve the way they need to improve. Who they're playing isn't going to be important. They can get to 500. And 500 is going to get you in to the NBA playoffs. It's going to get you into the postseason. I am I am very confident that if the Magic get to 40, 41, 42, 43 wins, they're going to be playing game 83. They're going to be playing an 83rd game this season. Whether they get to 84, 85, 86, um, that's another question entirely. But they should be able to play those games uh, if they take care of their business. And so we're going to dive into the schedule here in a minute. We're going to go game by game. I will list them all out. I will, you know, uh, make comments on the ones that I feel like we need to make comment on uh, for the rest of the show. But when you look at this schedule, it's very tough at the beginning. If the Magic get off to a slow start, that's not so surprising. What they'll have to do is they'll have to find a way to manage themselves, take care of themselves, pick up wins where they can, and put themselves in a position to take advantage of the back half of the schedule, which will be very advantageous to them and could help them take that next step up. So let's get into the schedule. We'll do that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word for our friends over at FanDuel. Football season is about to kick off. we got preseason games going on right now, maybe as I'm talking, maybe as you're listening to this. I don't know. And FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long because right now when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl. Could be our friends, the Jacksonville Jaguars. We, we uh, spoke to Tony Wiggins of Locked On Jaguars early on this week to compare and contrast our two teams on the rise. It could be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We we spoke we spoke uh, to Locked On Bucks yesterday um, uh, uh, to 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 uh, and Todd Yarko to to talk about the Bucks and how they're poised to try and stay in the playoff chase. No matter who you bet on, you'll get bonus bets for every one of their victories. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com/lockedon and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Check it out today to take advantage of this awesome deal. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Okay, 
I promised I would go game by game through the schedule, talk a little bit about the important games, the important moments in the season. So have your pen and paper ready. Write them all down if you haven't already, or there's probably some app that'll scrape it and put it on your calendar for you. But, you know, I like to write it down by hand. Um, it helps me visualize and think about the schedule. And that's, that's something that I was able to do as I literally wrote down every game on the schedule uh, into the article that I posted on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. So let's get into it. The Atlanta Magic season, first off, will start October 2nd uh, with media day uh, on October 2nd and the first practice on October 3rd. So very easy to remember when the season starts, first day of October, first Monday of October. Um, we will be back in action at the Avent Health Training Center um, on October 2nd. The NBA regular season for the Orlando Magic starts October 25th versus the Houston Rockets at the Amway Center. No more fitting opponent for the Magic's 35th anniversary season than to see those hated Houston Rockets. Yeah, I'm still bitter about it. I don't care. Those hated Houston Rockets in the Amway Center. Hopefully the Magic do wear their throwbacks that day. That would be pretty fun, although the rumor going around is they'll wear the T-Mac era throwbacks and not the pinstripe era throwbacks of uh, this season. Either way, Good matchup of two fun young teams. We'll get to see Amen Thompson. We'll get to see Jabari Smith. We'll get to see Fred Van Vliet, who has really torched the Magic uh, in the past. Uh, I saw some Magic fans say this should be this should put the Magic at one and zero. Don't don't put that quite there yet. Uh, this is this Rockets team is going to be significantly better. I don't know if they'll make the play-in tournament or the postseason in the Western Conference. This will be a really good challenge to see where the Magic are at and, and make sure that they're they're on their P's and Q's to start the season. Because, like I said. This season starts off really, really difficult. October 27th at the Portland Trailblazers. October 30th at the Los Angeles Lakers. October 3rd, that's an NBA TV game, by the way. October 31st at the LA Clippers. And November 2nd at the Utah Jazz. That is right. Game two, the Orlando Magic are on the West Coast for their first West Coast road trip of the year. Now, what I think is interesting, um, there's two things that are interesting about this. Uh, first, this is the earliest in the season, the Orlando Magic have taken a West Coast road trip in franchise history. The previous earliest West Coast road trip took place on Game 7 on November 9th, 2000 and November 11th, 2001. So it's not completely unprecedented for the Magic to take road trips this early in the season. There were a few Game 12s in there. Um, I also found it hilarious that this is the earliest the Magic have ever taken a, a West Coast road trip. Um, and... The, the earliest they've gone on the West Coast was not even the season they were actually in the Western Conference in, in 1991, uh, in the 1991 season. But that's that's history stuff for me. Um, what I think is really, really interesting is I, I remember Frank Vogel when he coached the Magic. One of the things that he said early on uh, in his tenure was getting used to kind of the rhythm of the Magic season. Um Playing for the Indiana Pacers, very centrally located. They could take a one-off trip to Minnesota. They could take a Minnesota-Chicago-Cleveland road trip. You know, you could get the, the the rhythm of your season is very different depending on where you are. Um, you'll see this stat come out. The Magic, I believe, travel the fifth or sixth most miles of any team in the league. That is not abnormal. If even just thinking about it, looking at the map, Orlando is right there at the bottom. I guess uh, camera left here. Right there at the bottom. They got to travel all over this place. Um, and so the Magic and the Heat and the Blazers especially do tend to travel the most miles of any team in the league. That is not abnormal. And so the NBA season does, uh, in my opinion, or at least the Magic schedule, as far as I've experienced it throughout my entire life, does typically take a, a familiar rhythm. The Magic are usually home for Thanksgiving. They are this year. 
Um, they'll take that first. They usually take that first long road trip last week in November, early December. They're usually home for Christmas. They are not this year, which is very, very rare for this Magic team. Um, and then they take usually a long road trip in early January. The West Coast, the Magic do have a West Coast road trip in January this year. And then depending on whether there's the NCAA tournament or not, they'll take a road trip in March. The Magic taking a long road trip like this, this early in the season, to the West Coast especially, is very strange and very weird. Um, and, and obviously the Magic don't have a lot of long-time tenured players on this team. And, you know, I'm a big believer that the first West Coast road trip is really the big bonding time. And so this team is going to have to really come together quickly to handle this road trip. Now, it is not a super daunting road trip. Now, the Lakers and Clippers are very, very good. The Blazers, we don't know what Damian Lillard's status is going to be, but I'd rather play the Blazers later in the season than earlier in the season just because the Blazers will have hope. You know, they will play Damian Lillard. They will be they will be a, a, a more full team uh, at this stage of the season. Um, later in the season, the Magic do get Portland later in the, later in the season at home at the Amway Center. They're probably going to be tanking and, and building things up. So this four-game road trip is going to be tough. And look, if the Magic can get out of these first five games, three and two, that's, that's going to be a victory because splitting this road trip is going to be really, really essential and really, really important for this team to kind of build momentum. The next set of games, November 4th versus the Los Angeles Lakers. So the Magic, so, and this is where the schedule gets weird. The Magic come home for what is technically a four-game homestand. Typically after the West Coast road trips, you see the team have its longest homestands. But this homestand is different. It's not because of the opponents either. November 4th versus the Los Angeles Lakers. November 6th versus the Dallas Mavericks. November 9th versus the Atlanta Hawks in Mexico City. And then November 11th versus the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, Typically, you can rely on getting a homestand to get your legs back under you, to, to kind of get yourself back in shape and, and back kind of in a groove after the road trips, try to settle in and settle down. The Magic don't get that this time. So, you know, again, they'll be home for a little bit. But Mexico City is a tough place to play. Um, it's uh, the elevation in Mexico City is higher than the elevation in Denver. Um, and, it's, and yes, Atlanta also has to travel there too, but that still makes this a really difficult homestand. The, the, the game against the Hawks in Mexico City is a home game for the Magic. Um, that makes it really, 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 really tough. Uh, and so, you know, I think that I think that this is a, you know, this is obviously an opportunity. This is obviously a, a great promotional opportunity for the Magic. The game's on NBA TV, their second NBA TV game of the season. Uh, but it's going to be tough. The Magic won't get the chance to get settled. They won't get the chance to kind of really kind of fine-tune themselves at home before they play some really important games because the end-season tournament comes next um, af after that. November 14th at the Brooklyn Nets, in-season tournament game number one. November 15th, the back-to-back -back at the Chicago Bulls, not in-season tournament game. November 17th at the Chicago Bulls, that's an in-season tournament game. Then they come, then they go to the Indiana Pacers November 19th, so that is a, a tough little road trip. Then they're home versus Toronto Raptors November 21st for in-season tournament play. November 22nd, they play the Denver Nuggets. And then November 24th versus the Boston Celtics to close their in-season tournament play. Um, and that game also on NBA TV, a 2.30 p.m. tip-off on Black Friday. Like I said in, in the episode a couple days ago, I do like this in-season tournament schedule. I do like that the Magic can kind of treat this as a mini-playoff series. And even with the games that are added in, I think the Magic should take these, what, seven games, and it is seven games, and treat it like a playoff series. 
you know, regardless, of, and obviously the in-season tournament games are more important, go four and three. Win best four out of seven of these seven games. You're going to be really intense. You should be really intense. I hope that the Magic take this seriously and play intense, focused basketball. Um, but you start off on the road. You have four games on the road to start this thing off. Get a split. Go two and two in those road games. And all you have to do is take care of your home games. Uh, you don't even have to do that because of the nature of things. But take you know take take care take care of your business on the road, and then the home games take care of themselves. Like I said, the goal for the Orlando Magic should be to treat the the in season tournament schedule as a playoff schedule. You go on the road, you want to split your road games. So that first game against Brooklyn, that second game game against Chicago, those are the two important ones. If you split those, you put yourself in a really good spot to go three and one and win your group. Beating Toronto and Boston at home is essential, but if you could get a nice win over the Denver Nuggets in the meantime, the Magic play the Nuggets really, really tough. That's absolutely a, a positive thing in the end. Again, that's a back-to-back Toronto, November 21st, Denver, November 22nd. We are still learning what this in-season tournament is all about. We're still learning about how seriously everyone's going to take things, uh, but I, I do still believe this is a really good opportunity, and this is the chance for the Magic. You know, once the Magic get through these in-season tournament games, that's the chance that they're going to have to kind of settle in, calm down. November 26th versus Charlotte Hornets. November 29th versus the Washington Wizards. December 1st also against the Washington Wizards. December 2nd at the Brooklyn Nets. And then they'll have two games added to their schedule between December 4th and December 9th. Could be quarterfinal, semifinal game of the in-season tournament. Could be two games added in after group play is concluded. There are two. Every team has two unscheduled games because the quarterfinal and semifinal games of the in-season tournament um, of the in-season tournament do count toward your final final regular season record. So everybody's going to get two games at it. It's not, I don't think it's clear. I didn't see this in the press release from the Magic. It's not clear how these games will be determined. Um, the dates are pretty clear. Um, if you, the quarterfinal losers will probably play each other uh, in games on December 8th. Um, but everyone's going to get two more games that are not yet on the schedule. So that's that's something to know. What else? When does the schedule lighten up for the Orlando Magic? We will make our way toward March and go through the rest of the Magic schedule coming up here in just a moment. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games four, five, and six in the NBA finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Like I said, I just want to kind of get through the schedule, get through the schedule here, and give you a glimpse of of what we're looking at. Um, 
after the Magic get through the in-season tournament, um, and, and again, I, I, I should repeat this, I think the first half of the Magic schedule is really, really tough. This is like New Orleans Pelicans 2018, I believe it was, or 20, 2019 um, levels of difficult. This schedule is difficult. Um, and, and the first half of the schedule is going to be very hard for the Orlando Magic, especially as a young team trying to establish themselves a little bit. And like I've said, it, it's going to be about getting to getting to a place and getting to uh, getting to a, a level where they can compete consistently and, and they can do the things that they need to do to compete. December 11th versus the Cleveland Cavaliers, December 15th at the Boston Celtics, December 17th at the Boston Celtics, December 20th versus the Miami Heat, December 21st at the Milwaukee Bucks, December 23rd at the Indiana Pacers, December 26th at the Washington Wizards. Note the Magic are not home for Christmas like they usually are. Not a lot of home games in December. It's a very 1990s style of schedule. Um, December 27th versus the Philadelphia 76ers and December 29th versus the New York Knicks. In that stretch of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games, the Magic will play just one team or play two teams that did not make the playoffs last year, December 23rd at the Pacers, December 26th at the Wizards. This is a very difficult schedule because the Pacers should make the playoffs this year. I'm very high on what the Pacers are going to do this year. Um, they should make the playoffs. The Wizards will probably still be competing for something at that point. So a, a very difficult stretch, and it only gets tougher. The first, the second big West Coast road trip, so we're done with the West, West Coast uh, trips after this. December 31st at the Phoenix Suns. This January 2nd at the Golden State Warriors. That game on NBA TV. That's NBA TV game number four. January 3rd at the Sacramento Kings. And January 5th at the Denver Nuggets. It doesn't get much tougher than that. All four of those teams probably feel like they are championship contenders. Kings, maybe less so, but they're still a very, very good team. The Magic do not win in Sacramento very often. Um, this is a tough road. These, these 12 games that I've just described coming out of the in-season tournament the team better be playing well. Um, and like I said, you look at the schedule, they either gonna, they're either gonna sink or swim this early part of the schedule. And it, honestly, I don't want I I think the Magic will be able to keep their heads above water and stay in the postseason race, but I do think they will be chasing. Just looking at the schedule, you know, we're we're at the halfway point at this point uh, on January 5th. Just looking at this first half of the schedule. Orlando, you know, 41 games. If Orlando is at 15 games, 15 and 26, wouldn't surprise me if they're at 17, 18, 19 games. If they're, you know, if they're just hovering around 500, that's going to be a victory because the back half of the schedule is much, much, much more manageable. And, and that's going to be the Magic's big key uh, to getting into the postseason. Let's get to it then, to the All-Star break. January 7th versus the Atlanta Hawks. January 9th versus the Minnesota Timberwolves. January 12th at the Miami Heat, January 13th at the New York at the Oklahoma City Thunder, January 15th at the New York Knicks on a Martin Luther King Day, matinee, 3 p.m. tip-off, January 17th at the Atlanta Hawks, January 19th versus the Philadelphia 76ers, January 21st versus the Miami Heat, January 22nd versus the Cleveland Cavaliers, January 26th at the Memphis Grizzlies, January 28th versus the Phoenix Suns. Um Again, some, some some nice home games there, but against really difficult opponents. And again, the Magic just have to prove that they can beat these teams fairly consistently if they want to get to the place where they want to go. Next big road trip, January 29th. This is the last big road trip of the season, a five-game road trip. January 29th at the Dallas Mavericks. January 31st, the first matchup with Victor Wembanyama and the San Antonio Spurs. February 2nd at the Minnesota Timberwolves. February 4th at the Detroit Pistons. February 6th at the Miami Heat. That homestand that I just talked about that ends with that game against Suns is critical critical because this five-game 
road trip looms, but this is the last long road trip of the season. Uh, they only have uh, three game road trips the rest of the way. Home heavy schedule once we get to February. Once we get past this road trip on February 6th, then the home games start to come. Let's get us to the All Star break then. February 8th versus the San Antonio Spurs. Victor Wembanyama's first game back, first game in Orlando, not back in Orlando. February 10th versus the Chicago Bulls. February 13th versus the Oklahoma City Thunder, AT&T game. I'll talk about that in a minute. February 14th versus the New York Knicks. That four-game homestand coming into the All-Star break could be a big momentum boost for this Magic team to get them kind of spinning the wheels to have a strong sprint to the finish. I do want to talk specifically about the game February 13th versus the Oklahoma City Thunder. Last year, the Magic had just one national TV game, which was kind of odd considering you had the top pick. Uh, Paolo Bancaro, I guess, just doesn't move the needle. Um, the same way Victor Wembanyama does. I believe the Spurs have 11 national TV games because of Wembanyama. Um, but the Magic do get this national TV game back. Last year, the Magic's only national TV game was a TNT game at the Oklahoma City Thunder. That was taken away. It was early in the season. That was taken away from them once Chet Holmgren was confirmed he would be out for the rest of the season. It was a fun game anyway. The Thunder came back, had a comeback victory to win it. Um, the Magic do get this opportunity back on national TV. Um, like I said, like I said yesterday. I wasn't expecting the Magic to have more than two. I would have been surpri- a little bit surprised if they got two. So one was kind of the number that I assumed that they would get. Um, they could get more added, of course. It's the way that just depending on how the schedule sets up and how well they play. But this is going to be a fun game. It's not only just Paolo versus Chet. It's Shea Gildas-Alexander. These two teams have matched up particularly well last year. It should be a fun game. For the Orlando Magic, and especially for Magic fans, this is a huge opportunity to showcase what we as a city, what we as an organization – are about. Uh, it has been a long time since the Magic have had a home nationally televised game. If I'm not mistaken, the Magic's last home nationally televised game was, I believe, during the Miami Heat's win streak. Uh, TNT picked up a game between the Magic and the Heat or during that first or second season after Dwight Howard left. LeBron James went off. Earl Clark had no defense. And, and we love Earl Clark here. Free, hashtag free Earl Clark. Uh, but it's been a while since the Magic have been featured on national TV at home. The Magic's last nationally televised game in the regular season was in the bubble against the Philadelphia 76ers. Their last regular season nationally televised game that was not in the bubble was against the Charlotte Hornets, the season finale of the 2019 season. It has been a long time since the Magic have had a nationally televised game. I believe this is the first scheduled because that Heat game was added because of the win streak. I believe this is the first scheduled nationally televised home game since Dwight Howard's last home game for the Orlando Magic um, against the New, I, I believe it was against the New York, against the New York Knicks. Um, that was the day of the infamous Stan Van Gundy press conference. Uh, that just gives you a sense of how long it's been since the Magic been featured on national TV. Like I said yesterday, if the Magic want more nationally televised games, they got to earn it on the court by making the play-in tournament, making some noise, playing an entertaining brand of basketball that people want to see and getting people to talk about them. You do that by winning, and that's ultimately all that matters. This should be a fun game. Uh, I am personally really, really looking forward to it. NBA All-Star Weekend is February 16th through 18th in Indianapolis, Indiana. We should expect to see Paolo Bancaro there on the sophomore team of the Rising Stars game. At the very least, definitely a chance that he makes the All-Star team. We're not going to put the past him. Same with Franz Wagner uh, making the All-Star team. Uh, and then we should expect to see Anthony Black and Jet Howard. Uh, I, I believe they'll both be in the Rising Stars game as well. So Magic will be well represented in Indianapolis. They come out of the All-Star break with a three-game road trip, one of those three-game road trips I was talking about. February 22nd at the Cleveland Cavaliers, February 24th at the Detroit Pistons, a ridiculous 
I hate these back-to-backs. Detroit to Atlanta back-to-back, February 25th at Atlanta. That game is scheduled for seven. The night before the Magic played eight, schedule loss that. That's that's probably going to be a loss unless this Magic team is really, really special. February 27th versus the Brooklyn Nets. February 29th, happy leap, leap day, versus the Utah Jazz. March 3rd versus the Detroit Pistons. March 5th at the Charlotte Hornets. March 6th at the Washington Wizards. March 8th at the New York Knicks. March 10th versus the Indiana Pacers. March 13th versus the Brooklyn Nets. March 15th at the Toronto Raptors. And here we go. Eight-game homestand. March 17th versus the Toronto Raptors. March 19th versus the Charlotte Hornets. March 21st versus the New Orleans Pelicans. March 23rd versus the Sacramento Kings. March 27th versus the Golden State Warriors. March 29th versus the LA Clippers. March 30th versus the Memphis Grizzlies. And April 1st versus the Portland Trailblazers. As bad as everything that I've said in the schedule before, you can just see from that listing of all the games in March, there are a lot of home games in March. The Magic have every opportunity to make up whatever ground they've lost at the beginning of the season in March. The goal for this Magic team, if we're going to look ahead, if we're going to play this game, and again, Magic should just focus on taking care of their business, taking care of themselves. Don't worry about anyone else. But the goal for this Magic team, one of the goals, and I will get into this later on in the offseason, is to have a better home record. But one of those, one of the goals for this team, put themselves in a position to take advantage of this eight-game homestand. The Magic, we know, used a 5-0 homestand in, in March 2019 to power themselves into the playoffs. Uh, it, back back then, um, this road, this homestand with the opponents that they're facing, the Toronto Raptors were a playing team last year, expected to take a step back this year. The Charlotte Hornets are expected to be a bad team that could be tanking by that point in the season. The New Orleans Pelicans were a playing team last year, but certainly very gettable. Sacramento and Golden State are very good. The Clippers are very good. The Grizzlies will have John Morant uh, by, back by then, obviously. They're very good. The Portland Trailblazers should be tanking by them. Damian Lillard's probably going to be long gone at that point. These are all games, you know, there are four teams that are very good on that schedule, and then everyone else is very gettable. So if the Magic can steal a couple games, go 6-2 and two on this homestand, that's going to be enough to maybe elevate them up a line. That's what this homestand should be used for. It's either solidifying their playoff spot, getting them back into the race, getting them back into the pole position, or taking them to that next level. That's 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 what this thing, that's what this homestand is about. The kind of homestand that can help them climb a seed line or solidify their spot, and that's how the Magic need to use this. All they got to do is get to March. All they got to do is get to this point, and they will be fine. Schedule closes out April 3rd at the New Orleans Pelicans, April 5th at the Charlotte Hornets, April 7th versus the Chicago Bulls, April 9th at the Houston Rockets, April 10th at the Milwaukee Bucks, Houston to Milwaukee back-to-back. Why? Why? Um, April 12th at the Philadelphia 76ers and closing the regular season, April 14th versus the Milwaukee Bucks. My only concern with this part of the schedule, the Magic closing Bucks, Sixers, Bucks. If the Magic need to go 2-1 and one during that during that run, during this, this end of the season, maybe those teams will have already clinched their playoff spots. Maybe they'll already be Maybe they'll have nothing to play for and be resting players. It certainly could be the case for this home finale against the Bucks on April 14th. Uh, but if that's not the case, then uh, the Magic are gonna the Magic may, may be struggling to find wins in those last three games. So they got to do their work early if they can, if they can. And, and I just don't think that's likely in the play-in tournament scenario. Um, overall, it's an NBA schedule. There are gonna be plenty of reasons to complain. There are plenty of reasons, plenty of reasons why it will be tough, plenty of reasons. Uh, to um, plenty of reasons to, to 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 be worried, but at the end of the day, the Magic got to take care of their business. If they are a good team, they can beat anybody. If they are the kind of playoff team, the kind of postseason team that we believe they can be, 
That means there's going to be ups and downs throughout the course of the season. What's going to matter this year more than anything else is the team's togetherness. Can the team pick up the pace, pick itself up quickly? Can they put themselves in a position to succeed, in a position to uh, improve and get themselves uh, into into a, a positive position? Those are the questions that the Magic have to answer immediately, quickly. Those are the questions the Magic have to be about early on. If they can do that, if they can put themselves in that spot, they have a real shot here. They have a real shot here to do something special, to do to do something big, and 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 again, to, in my opinion, I think they have a shot to to be a playing team, to be to, to be really really special. But they're going to have to really bind together early here uh, and find themselves early. They have to be able to survive. Like honestly, that's that's the biggest skill of the regular season. When everything's tough, can you survive? Can you tread water until you can make that run? The Magic are going to have to learn really hard how to tread water if they want to be successful this season. That's that's my take on the schedule. They, they've got to tread water early. They've got to find them. They got to find their game. They got to keep their confidence. They can't turn on. You know, this group is together. I, I don't have questions about them turning on each other or questioning what the coaches are are, are preaching. But they're going to have to really grow up quick. And, and this season's a test of their maturity. I've said that a million times. Um, this is this is season to test how mature this group can be and how quickly they can mature. That's what we have. 80 games, soon to be 82. We'll, we'll find those out um, in, in a couple months. But that's the schedule ahead for the Orlando Magic. We have our path to walk. All we have to do is walk it. We are a month and a half away from the opening of training camp. Long way to go. We got FIBA games still to come. We will see what this season has in store for the Orlando Magic then. A lot of work to do to get there. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Let's find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himmel, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the public cell podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. For latest something in Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, find us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. On our next episode of Locked on Magic, we will probably save it for Sunday afternoon for Monday. Sunday afternoon for Monday. We've got FIBA friendlies this weekend. Uh, I've not checked the score of the Australia game from this morning against South Sudan, but that's neither here nor there. I, I trust Australia will be ready. We get uh, the United States versus Greece, no Giannis, on Friday. Germany versus Greece on Saturday. And our main event, United States versus Germany on Sunday. So we have a lot of fun FIBA basketball to break down on Monday's episode of Lockdown Magic. We will see Paolo versus Franz. Hopefully see a little bit of Paolo versus Mo. Um, he's going to learn just how annoying Mo can be. Um, we will see that matchup this weekend. We'll break it all down here on Locked on Magic coming up on Sunday afternoon. I am going to record that episode early uh, to take advantage of the news. But we'll get to that when we get to that. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, it's been Philip Rossman Reich. Happy scheduling, everybody. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.